0: Ooh, oh. Adrian, I don't want to worry you here, but I've uh, got, a, got a bit of indigestion, I think. you know. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like this intense pain in my stomach, and I'm like, just... was it that burrito I ate,
1: you know? The burrito, yeah, you're sure it's the biggest... <laughs> I mean you were bitten by that monster
0: back there right the one we ran away from yeah just, the one it... which like looked like it injected something but like you know big yeah, deal the venom people sunday. get injected by monsters all the time and mm-hmm. usually the doctors say but a burrito you know yeah just walk it off i'm sure I'm sure that's fine yeah, i mean that, like that, did, that's the wound by... is festering but yeah but that's, the sell by date was like 3 months out of date you know? Yeah. No, you're, that's true. You're right. That's probably that's probably what it was. Exactly. I mean, there's no
1: reason to assume no. anything else.
0: So no. I'm just gonna soldier on through this desolate desolate yeah, wasteland and it'll be Whoa. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! It came, came right out of his chest! Oh god! It's all over. What is it? Ah! Kill it! Kill it! What
1: even is it? What is it? It's... The Hypotheticals Podcast.
0: Adriano, Andy? I was wondering, what do you think would happen if basic human abilities were lost? Okay. So I'm thinking things like sense of scale. So kind of senses are, are a big part of this. So sense of scale, for example, you look at a cow and you, you think in the distance that it's exactly as big as it looks.
1: Okay, so like a kind of um, like, oh, the moon is only the size of a, of a 10p coin. Exactly, yeah, sort of deal, right? You, you don't mean basic human abilities like walking,
0: talking. we you know, more interesting than that. Well, yeah, I mean, if you couldn't talk, you know, that's a genuine thing. But I'm thinking more hypothetical here. <laughs> okay. <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. So
1: sense of scale. So you would you'd be walking with your functional human legs. Mm. Um, I mean, no disrespect to those that don't have functional legs. Obviously, that sucks. But as a baseline condition of humanity, I think we can agree that walking is is on there. Exactly, and so is like seeing the things you're walking towards becoming bigger, as yes,
0: a but the thing is that if you didn't have this sense of scale, you'd think that everything was constantly growing and diminishing the closer and further away you got from it
1: that's legitimately terrifying, so you'd be stuck in a, in a perpetual acid trip essentially it's like it's if, like if you're lying on your bed and you know the room is stationary, but you're you're on
0: something and yeah. everything is just shimmering and moving and growing and and that's it's it. That's your like, life. It's a bit like if you lived in a fisheye lens, oh, almost, because everything would sort of seem to like bulge. I mean, it would look the same, but it would be a very strange sensation.
1: Yeah, your brain would be telling you a very, a very different thing. I already hate those sequences in cinema, so I cannot imagine. I, do you, I wonder if that's how cats? Obviously not. Cats understand scale, but I mean, like you put an animal in a in a vehicle going at a certain speed, mm. and I wonder. I wonder what they think is going on, because some of them respond very poorly to that experience of, of seeing things come and go too quickly. Yeah. And
0: Would that be us all the time? It's like you're going a thousand miles an hour. Well, presumably, would you think that, you know, oh, that car in the distance, which is heading straight at me, that's fine. It's tiny. That's not going to hurt me. <laughs> and then it's only as it gets closer that you're like, oh, no, <laughs> I got to get out of the way. <laughs> You'd have to
1: check your memory constantly because it's, it's like being of an extremely drunk person or whatever uh and so you you're like this seems like a good idea like my senses are
0: telling me that this is correct that i could i could lift this building yeah. and take it home i guess yeah because you'd have the knowledge of previous experience of like okay this thing is likely to get bigger for some reason
1: or yeah. smaller
0: i mean that i guess that would be everything but for example if if a little car is driving at you you might be quite terrified so, for yeah. example, you get like fooled by little, you know, remote control cars. If someone drives one of those at you, you're right. like, "Oh no!" <laughs> you dive Something out of the way. That, that gives out the same signals. Yeah, it would be like yeah. those
1: people in the early, um, the early cinema where they, they the train coming into the station, like that first film, you know, and then they run screaming. And I don't know how true that is. They didn't film a train coming through your cinema. You know, what, this wasn't like a yeah. VR experience. They literally just put, put one of the first video cameras on a train station platform and filmed the train coming in, and then when they projected it in a cinema, allegedly people were so disoriented by what appeared to be reality projected before them that they fled because of the oncoming train. And I wonder, right. because they knew they were in a building, you know? Like, it was apparent that there was a wall that images were being projected onto. Also, it was in it was in
0: black and white. Very much. Very grainy, <laughs> poor quality black yeah. and white, like a juddery but maybe, image. Maybe, I think that might have been just what it was like back then. It was all b- black and white, that's, that's That why. was
1: the reality, yeah. They were just yeah. used to... They had all kinds of eye problems. Medicine hadn't advanced very much, so everyone was just experiencing the world as very poor quality, grainy. Mm. Yeah, and, and cones hadn't been invented yet for retinas, so just black and <laughs> white. And that's it. They thought it was a real trend. Well, I don't know if okay, that's true, but that's what if, this would be if like. If you
0: had this sense of scale deficit, what would your experience of watching a television be? Ooh... Would you get the same effect from the scale? You know, I'm sure there's an age at which
1: babies cannot distinguish images on a screen from, like, real life particularly well. And Mm. we learn that there are tricks of... It's like, you know, painting. To make a painting look photorealistic, you have to employ all these tricks of perspective and everything. Yeah. And it will instinctively look wrong if it's done incorrectly. But if it's done properly, you can paint... One of those wily coyote murals, right? That looks like the tunnel continues, but then it's just a flat wall. You can trick people like that. Yeah. You got those you seen those chalk drawings, like on the pavement?
0: Oh yeah, where they, it looks like you'd fall in you know, or whatever.
1: Yeah, super cool. It's, like stretched out over miles, but if you if you put the camera in the right place, it looks three dimensional. Yeah, you can fool an existing human mind like that. So mm. if we if we're able to deal with that, I think a person that can't perceive scale would be able to deal with the concept of a of a screen. I think where they'd really have issues is uh. It, out in the real world that's coming at you fast
0: yeah that's true that's true
1: anyone running anywhere like for a bus yeah that's a that's a problem
0: <laughs> a giant man
1: runs past you and
0: gets <laughs> suddenly he's getting smaller and smaller
1: <laughs> yeah everything it would be like a weird kind of visual doppler effect
0: that distortion yeah. you know yeah if you if you did run for a bus you'd you'd run at it and then you'd be like oh it's getting bigger oh no and you'd be scared <laughs> and run away and then you'd, you'd be fine with it because it's smaller again, so you'd run out the bus. You sit in the distance and you think, oh, there's no way I'm going to fit in that. I will not bother. <laughs> <laughs> that must be
1: the bus for those tiny people yeah. that I can see over there.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I feel like navigating... I mean, yeah, <laughs> moving around in three-dimensional space would be... A real issue. But I also imagine anything... Um, Imagine being a carpenter or something. <laughs> Anyone who has to, like, <laughs> fit things together, like, instinctually. Like, doing any kind of jigsaw
0: or anything. It would be like being ultra-long-sighted, where you have to be really, really close to things to be able to see them properly. Or, yeah. no, short-sighted, isn't it? Yeah, short-sighted.
1: Maybe you just need to figure out, like, your optimal distance for... Would we need to carry around devices that would just kind of... You know, like, you'll you'll turn on visor mode or you'll look down your scope in a video game. Some, mm. you know, some games will will tell you the, the distance between you and a distant enemy or object or whatever. Yeah. Maybe we'd need that. We need an app or something that could sort of be like... Yeah, based on all the other buses we've seen, odds are this is <laughs> a tiny bus 10
0: <laughs> meters away.
1: Probably looking at a couple of hundred.
0: Yeah. Um, That's just our best guess, though. And people people would die. Uh, mixing them up, I've no doubt. Probably. Also I think people would fall over a lot. Just because it I imagine it would be a bit like standing on top of a mountain almost. You'd mm. feel like you were very high up because everything close to you is is massive and then it sort of would slope away in all directions. That's so I think true. you'd get sort of um what's it called when you you're Vertigo. dizzy? Vertigo. There we go. Right, well this this leads on to I mean we've got we've got caught up on the
1: sense of scale thing, but um other like basic aspects of being human that we take for granted that could really mess with you. And balance is one of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. That
1: sort of inner ear thing that just makes you know whether, you know, which way is up on a basic level. We'd uh-huh. be we'd be in a lot of trouble without it, I think. Anyone who's ever, you know, been drunk enough to properly not know which way is up knows that it's just yeah, it's fairly fairly basic to the human existence. <laughs> um so yeah, that would feel very vertigo inducing, I imagine. Yeah, you just see carefully. everyone
0: crawling everywhere. Yeah, only, they think it... they were kind of stuck to the ceiling. Yeah, it would feel like or it. like hanging on. Yeah, I'm just imagining a restaurant where all the waiters have this thing, and you just yeah. like your waiter arrives by crawling <laughs> to your table. You're lying down. <laughs> you have a sort of you know like those lounge chairs, like a chedlong kind yeah. of thing. Everyone's on those you, you kind of like <laughs>
1: you need someone to come and, and put grapes in your mouth, <laughs> but they're having a lot of trouble keeping their balance <laughs> they're
0: crawling over
1: themselves. do they have the in my mind for some reason they've got the dishes sort of on trays strapped to their backs so they can use all, <laughs> so all they kind the of limbs. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> balance is quite essential to the to the typical waiter. <laughs> I feel like these guys hmm. would need to
0: they wouldn't be doing that like three plates per arm business, maybe everyone would have to have a sort of harness? Would that work? Where you've got, like, basically things holding you up. Oh, strap like you four in. wheels, sort of. And a frame.
1: Like an advanced Segway. Or, or like a zorbing ball, perhaps? Yeah, or
0: like a kind of mech suit. But... On a very basic level. Yeah, no,
1: I think that you're right. I think you've cracked it. It would be the opposite basically of um, fairground rides designed to engender a sense of vertigo by spinning you around a lot. You need something to keep you steady such that you can fight yeah. the
0: naturally occurring vertigo. Maybe those rides would uh would set you temporarily you'd feel balanced. Oh yeah. And you'd be like this is what life could be like, and then you step off it and fall over. <laughs>
1: that would be a much more worthwhile experience to exchange money for, or like weird yeah. tokens
0: or whatever. Maybe it has like a, an effect, like it lasts for a certain amount of time after you step off it.
1: Like the dizziness thing does, yeah. And then the longer yeah, you're on it so, the
0: more So people are always going for these treatments where they just spun round incredibly fast. That would be that would be hilarious.
1: And I good because I think most other medicine would sort of go down the drain a little bit. So it'd be good that we could at least have that. Because I'm picturing <laughs> I'm picturing paramedics or stretcher bearers yeah (laughs) with no sense of balance um (laughs) and it's it's not good (laughs) not pretty no picture an ambulance driver with no sense of scale you'd need a lot of training to overcome the fact that traffic doesn't make sense
0: anymore it it would be like driving through hyperspace where everything suddenly like you know is rushing towards you and getting bigger incredibly fast if it, it would feel like it would and how
1: insane just for everything to exist on one plane of distance but just be changing size all the
0: time yeah not
1: good at all it'd be like living inside a painting i don't like it i like i like
0: this world what about if only one of your limbs works but all of your other limbs are not kind of floppy You're, they're not paralyzed but they are i'm picturing stiff. in the harry potter film where they take all the bones out of one arm is that no, it's not them? like that. Okay. It's not like that. But they're they're sort of like a mannequin. Okay. So Rigid. you can move you can move them, but once you've moved it, they stay in the same place.
1: Oh, like um, I feel like it's it's like a physical theatre workshop activity or something. Yeah, it probably a form it is. of puppetry,
0: something. That's probably something you do in drama school. Probably. Okay. Yeah, but essentially to get around, you have to use your let's say your left arm can move properly. But you sort of have to move, lift and move your legs independently to walk anywhere. This
1: does sound like a driver's activity. So you've got one functioning arm and everything else is like an articulated doll. Like like an action figure. Yeah. You're an, you're an you know, action
0: People are always saying how modern day life is too fast paced. Everyone's always on the go. They've got things going on. Well, i got no. a solution, <laughs> which is to make the, only one of your limbs work. And then you have to slow down. You know what? i
1: take that drug. Uh you know I'd go for like that, that <laughs> temporary experience I'd spit around in your machine or whatever if I could experience this for a half hour. I think that'd be fascinating Yeah Okay so you you're like this is the equivalent of of um you've been in hospital for a while and now you like, both your legs you're, you're you're not a paraplegic or you're not in a full body cast but you're just you're just out of that state and now yeah. you have to be very careful with everything you're you're going over there to get a glass of water you better be committed because that's your next 10 minutes now yeah, go and you, you,
0: like, there's no way to do it more quickly unless you have other people. But if they've all got this thing, oh. then they've got to be, like, perfectly positioned on your way to the water cooler, where they're like, oh, he's in dis- touching distance, I can now move his arm with my one functioning arm. So all of life. Yeah. So all really important people, anyone in a position of power or authority, <laughs> would have anywhere they plan to go, there'd be a procession of stationary people lining the way who would all help move their limbs. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's like crowd surfing. It's it's like a very
1: inefficient mode of travel except you know for for one person it works like a dream. But it it takes
0: it takes a village to make that happen. We wouldn't have a problem with unemployment anymore. We'd be <laughs> praying to automate things because this is too inefficient. <laughs> right, so everyone's
1: full-time job now is just giving back to the community by helping other people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, get it's around. all moving the Prime Minister around. Oh, yeah, just like the,
1: we designate the VIPs of society. It's like, listen, I'm George Clooney. I've got films to star in. <laughs> I need to get to, to the set. And I need to move my limbs when I'm there. So Yeah, all his films have, have other people moving his arms for him. Yeah, it beca- everything's just Thunderbirds, basically, with real people. Hmm. I like that. And it, I, that ties in really well with the modern mindfulness tradition, I think. Because think how aware you'd have to be of your body, of what you wanted to do. You'd, you'd be focused. And maybe the more you meditated, the the greater number
0: of limbs you unlock.
1: So you'd have an incentive to just be, be trapped there in your body, basically.
0: <laughs> Eventually yeah.
1: you might unlock, like, you've reached level five, mental clarity. Now you can move your left arm. <laughs> now you can move one extra finger on your right arm. Oh, God. That sounds awful to me, but you know what, there's something to be said for the idea of um beginning in decrepitude and then becoming more youthful and vigorous. You know like um mm.
0: the Benjamin Button thing? Yeah, where well, he ages backwards. Exactly.
1: I think life is very poorly arranged, um, with the with a prime of like physical health coming so early. That being said, babies kinda suck. Um at most things that they they also they literally suck. That's how they, yep. they derive sustenance. <laughs> <I always
0: suck. laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh but yeah no they, they can't get much done um and i guess that would be like yeah you're the initial after this plague takes hold everyone just spends a week okay however long to not starve i guess although you wouldn't be burning many
0: calories uh no.
1: just trapped although in you <laughs> you're, shells.
0: your one arm which really you know was doing all the heavy lifting literally would mm. become enormous oh <laughs> yeah you just so one you... jacked arm yeah, have you ever seen the there's a guy in Germany who's a uh, I think he's in Germany who is a an arm wrestling champion. Okay. But he he only works out his arm wrestling arm.
1: Oh, on purpose like just to make a yeah. statement or for efficiency. So he's got like
0: one one fairly big arm, you know, mm. bigger than average, and then one absolutely enormous. It looks like a like a gammon or something. Oh my god. Like a joint of meat. Do you know this guy's name? I do not. Unfortunately, I'm gonna
1: look him up so that we can tell people who to Google. Okay. Oh gosh, yes, there he is. Yeah. So this dude has done it on purpose. He looks very pleased with himself.
0: I mean, he's the champion, so. That is so weird. Yeah, you're quite right. His his winning arm looks like a like a ham hock. It's bizarre. Even his hand is bigger. Oh god, it is. Like the
1: back of his hand, yeah, the tendons and everything.
0: Oh my. And it's a, god. it looks like he maybe can't unfold it because. It's so like used to wrestling. It just stays in that position. You think? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That is terrifying. Okay, yeah, he, the German Popeye. I wonder how that goes down with the ladies. If they like see him, see him across a bar, and he's like, he flexes he's one by side 10. on. Well, he's side on, so they <laughs> see his normal, arm and they're like, oh, that guy's pretty cute. They wander on over. He turns towards them, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> I wonder. The name for anyone who wishes to Google him is Matthias Schlitter.
1: Uh, that's S-C-H-L-I-T-T-E. And I would definitely recommend
0: Googling him. Yeah. He is quite a sight to behold. He,
1: he legitimately looks like Popeye, more or less. Popeye had the thing where like the, the upper arm is just a little stick, and then he's got some kind of cancerous growth on the forearm, right? It's yeah. Like, huge, tumorous. This guy, <laughs> not that bad, because there's some bicep there, but yeah, that forearm, genuinely frightening. Yeah, he, he's lopsided Popeye. Yeah. He's Lopai. You know, he's one of the bad guys from um I'm sure he's not a bad guy, but he's one of the bad guys in Left 4 Dead too. I don't know if you've ever played it. That's the <laughs> type of zombie With, uh... the charges. They just got one huge arm, one tiny dinky little arm. Yeah, if ever they make a
0: movie of Left for Dead, he's gonna star in that
1: role. Yeah, he's ideal. Well that's good. We found a career for this guy. Um yeah. Godspeed. Godspeed. I wonder what it's like being a professional arm wrestler. Imagine if we lost the ability to arm wrestle. God,
0: what oh, a tragic can you loss imagine? That would be.
1: Imagine how many. Nope, it would affect nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I tell you what. Then there's got to be some um, like
0: strength, right? Well, yeah, it's arm wrestling. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean,
1: okay, relating to our original question, what if you lost uh, a sort of a one of the, the basic human abilities that we don't necessarily think about, unless you have a rare condition. Mm. um i feel like, and i don't know if there's a condition that robs you of this but a sense of your own strength right okay so like we instinctively know how much physical like muscular effort we need to we don't to be fair not instinctively like a, a baby again babies are rubbish um you will see a toddler like fail to lift a thing or like it put weight <laughs> clearly like wind up to lift an object <laughs> with like so much energy and then like it's really light and they just you know they fall over from the effort or (laughs) or they go to kick a ball but they like you know they use the wrong amount of force it
0: takes a while to learn this stuff but we do yeah i think everyone has a as a a memory of of playfully hitting someone on the arm as a child (laughs) and then you actually hurt them quite badly and you're like oh but i was trying to be playful and fun accurate yeah and depending how good your social skills
1: are at that point as well because you're also learning that you may or may not be able to like get through that interaction
0: exactly <laughs> without yeah.
1: further pain it depends i my sister might listen to this and she might recall that i punched her in the forehead once because <laughs> <laughs> and this was i want to talk about sense of strength but um or what i would now like to think of it i call young hercules syndrome from the, the disney film where he like <laughs> throws a discus like just with way more force than necessary, but also, like, proprioception, the ability to mm. know where your own body parts are without needing to look. Oh, yeah. Because that was my issue. I, my thing was, for a while, because kids being kids, I had a younger sister, and I used to pretend to do karate chops on her. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> why not? And why not? I pretend punched her in the forehead, except I didn't. I actually oh. punched her in the forehead, and she didn't like it.
0: I'm grateful, really.
1: And for just for a moment, I was given a glimpse into a world where we we don't know where our limbs are.
0: Maybe a, a solution to this would be a craze which is already taking off, and that is the selfie. Okay. Because if you think about it, when you're taking a selfie, not that I ever do this, <laughs> when you're taking a selfie, you're looking at the camera, and it's got, you know, if you, do, if you angle it right, you've got your whole body in there, Uh huh. so you know where your limbs are because you're looking at them. Yeah. So essentially, maybe you, you'd modify this, so not a selfie, but you basically attach a big mirror on a pole, and you look in the mirror at where your arms are. Right, like a giant dentist's mirror. Yeah, exactly. Like a selfie stick
1: with a big big mirror on the end. Again, you'd need a very muscular arm to carry this around. These are all sort of linked. Well, I'm thinking this is, like, attached to your back. It's, like, strapped on. Okay, so the kind of apparatus you'd need to dangle a carrot forever just out of your reach like a sort of a back harness with a stick coming up over your head, but there's just a mirror, a full-length body mirror dangling
0: down. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a full-length mirror. And you're forever saying, like... chasing
1: your own reflection. This is very...
0: <laughs> this is deep, I think. The thing is, you'd always be looking in that mirror, so social interaction would, would go down. In many senses, <laughs> it's a reflection on the social media.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you, mm. you wouldn't be able to see because of, like, of, of your own image being in the way. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to relate to another person because the, your own projection... Is like interceding on your behalf and
0: that's deep man yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um no but that'd be good and then also ironically you'd need the mirror apparatus to maintain a sense of where your body parts are such that you don't like i don't know how walking would work if you don't have an instinctive sense of where your legs are maybe it works if you have balance i don't know i don't know how it works you need it to like pick things up without looking or not bump into stuff without being super careful The mirror might help, but in in having the mirror in front of you, you wouldn't be able to see anyone else. Exactly. You'd keep bumping into other people. Yeah. So you either know where you are or where everyone is. It's like an uncertainty principle type deal.
0: Would you just have to keep stopping and looking around and being like, okay, here I am. And then look back in the mirror and keep walking. You'd you'd be like the world's worst driver
1: where you have to stop every time you need to look in the rearview mirror, you know? Because you can't <laughs> you can't do that multitasking, you can't like maintain forward momentum while also just checking quickly.
0: And yeah, what if you what if you lost the ability to multitask altogether? Ooh. Speaking of that, you know? So you can only do one thing at a time.
1: Uh, legit like How deep are you talking? Like, I am walking right now, which means I cannot be breathing or talking or anything. Oh yeah.
0: No, this could get quite uh, dangerous quite quickly. Very. I think. So, yeah, if you... Mm. Because driving is many actions, for starters, right? You've got to hold that foot down, you've got to look. What counts as a task
1: in this scenario? Now, I don't know how true this is, but I feel like someone at some point told me, and this may well go in the same bucket of uh, misinformation, fake news, to use the modern nomenclature, um... You know when they tell you you only use 10% of your brain?
0: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and it's not a true thing. I watched... <laughs> They made an entire awful film about it. Did they? Yeah, it's called, like, Lucy or something. I watched it and I was so oh, angry. Oh, it's like Carrie or whatever. She has supernatural abilities because she learns to harness the rest or something? But in Lucy, it's very much, yeah. It's a supernatural They ram girl. it down your face. Down your face, the <laughs> They take your face and they just <laughs> ram it into this concept. Smash. Uh,
1: well, I recently watched the most recent episode of Black Mirror, and it was a plot point that we only use 40% of our brains, and that kind of annoyed me as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to be fair, they, they, you gotta. And also, we don't know how brains work, like, whatever. We don't know how DNA works. We think we got this junk DNA that we can presumably just remove, but maybe we don't. I gather some of it they found a, a, an actual latent utility for Yeah, them, so. they,
0: keep, they keep flip-flopping on whether it's useful or not. Right. No one's decided yet. It's
1: it's like um, tonsils. My mom had hers removed, like in what she describes as a like a violation, like a medical. Like she was thrown out of bed early in the morning. Like she, she and her twin sister were rushed to hospital. Yeah, thrown my... out by the bed. She was in bed. Throwing <laughs> she her was dis No, I mean like it was. They just. I think I... there was a plain, perfectly uh, made up bed, and from it she emerged. Like how, like pool. Venus from the water, yeah. Um, yeah. This is getting weird, we're talking about my mother. And <laughs> she, her mother was kind of a harsh parent in some respects. And the story, at least as I recall it, is that it was just accepted in a kind of, this is one of the rigors of childhood. You just have to freaking, you know, we cut the umbilical cord and we remove the tonsils. Not at the same time, oh. but this is just one of the things you've got to do. So at whatever tender age, she and her twin, without any word of warning, because if you tell the kids then they whine and it's worse, right? You just got to go for it. It's like mm. jumping into cold water, just do it quickly. They took him for what turned out to be quite a like painful procedure.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and it was just really horrible. And then, you know, decades later, they're like, why would you remove people's tonsils for no reason? There's no need. They actually serve a yeah, function. Mad. They're part of the immune system, and uh, everyone was dumb
0: for those decades when they thought that was a good idea. Mm. Even the appendix these days, people are like, oh, wait, that's actually useful. Oh, are you kidding me? What's it for? It's Well, they think it's kind of... it's It's like minimally useful but it's kind of to do with your gut bacteria and you know keeping them a bit healthy
1: oh this is infuriating like what what parts of ourselves can we safely jettison you're going to start telling me that like male nipples serve a function although um, we shouldn't
0: clip our fingernails or something uh no that those i think those are safe don't clip your nipples though, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> i felt
1: no overwhelming urge who you knows? They might turn out to be useful someday. I'll figure it out. I guess I'll keep them for now. It's easier than getting rid. Um, I've totally lost the thread. We were talking about the ability to multitask at one point, right? We were, yeah. Why did I start talking about vestigial organs?
0: So we've talked about what happens if you lose human abilities, but what abilities would you like to have that you don't currently? Now this sounds
1: dangerously like our many prior discussions about superpowers. <laughs> okay,
0: let's discount anything like you know any superpowers p- powerful. Yeah, these are like minor things. Yeah, that would make life easier. So within the realm
1: of human things, and I, I would say even like some some stuff that animals have will be quite good. Like um not donkeys, camels. The, the donkeys of the desert, <laughs> if you will. Yes. They can close their nostrils. Can they? Yes. And they have no. super long eyelashes, and these... Are, did you not have this in your... You, you're you a biology graduate, my man. Did yeah, you not you, do we this? We didn't GCC? learn in depth about like every animal. No, no, but we had specific case studies, and they were camels and polar bears. And we looked at how they were adapted to their environments. Living in for harmony. <laughs> Forever. They, they can legally get married now. is a big controversy. <laughs> Back in 2007. Um... <laughs> No, so polar bears are super well adapted. They've got all this crazy blood flow in their like wrists and ankles, and it helps them retain heat. Like Their, their feet and hands can be icy cold because they're touching yeah. ice, and then the rest of them maintains heat, and they've got the fur, and they're white, and yada, yada. Camels, um, super long eyelashes, keeps the sound out of their eyes, and they can close their nostrils. Uh, so they can sit down in a sandstorm, basically, and just be, you know, seal themselves up, more or less. So you want airtight, to, to
0: have your nostrils be closable. <laughs>
1: Maybe. Like, that's not one of the best ones. Um, no, it isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> all right, but what about... what? About, I, I feel like there's things that we have that it would be nice to be able to turn off. Turn off? Yeah, like the sense of smell.
0: That would be useful, right? yes, I'll admit.
1: There are scenarios when you just, Thinking you know, of what, of I don't want to experience that would be in this. Certain jobs. <laughs> yeah! Sewage uh, treatment comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Cleaning. Yeah. Butchers, probably. Mm. It's the kind of thing where it'd be dangerous to have it off all the time. Maybe you won't smell gas or something.
0: Yeah, that'd be bad.
1: Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're careful with it, there are some things it would be. There are some senses you just you don't want to turn off. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like smell might be one of them. It might be nice also to be able to shut out certain sounds.
0: Yeah, like annoying,
1: repetitive sounds. Like someone else's baby screaming on the train. I don't need to hear that. It's not useful information. I understand the baby is unhappy. It makes me unhappy inside. I'm evolutionarily primed to hear that noise and be unhappy about it.
0: Yeah, like it reaches the forefront
1: of your, your brain. Yeah, my my inner lizard brain is just screaming like, ah, ah problem, you know, fix it, make it stop, God. And that's my like primal parent, I guess, like the basic drive to just make the baby stop crying. But it doesn't help. I'm 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 crammed halfway down a carriage, like you know, sandwiched in a commuter's armpit. There's no there's no helping that baby. I'm not. I just. It'd be nice if I didn't have to listen to it.
0: Yeah. Every time you hear a baby crying, you're like sprinting up to it with a load of nappies and a, a bottle. <laughs> immediately like and a blankie <laughs> yeah in, in, internally yes and it's it's generating
1: some mental conflict you know it's the same way it'd be nice to be able to turn off your like worrisome thoughts sometimes to just chill oh, you yeah. know like a meditation that's the idea you just kind of become more you ever more get those
0: thoughts where like just unwelcome mental images just flood to the forefront oh yeah from day, the like... dead
1: people that I can hear <laughs> I do <laughs> <laughs> you
0: so know it not... urges to kill you yet um
1: yeah <laughs> But unwelcome memories and stuff, yeah, yeah, don't, don't even. And then you just, like, wince and you're like, why did I think that? That's not nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yes. That would be nice to turn those off.
1: It would. And in so doing, I think many mental disorders would be gone at a stroke because... Oh, yeah, that would be be very nice. Because those, you know, those unpleasant associations are at the core of depression or, Mm. you know, of some things on that spectrum. But also, you know, the thought of, um, like, a twisted body image... Uh, like the whole dysmorphia thing there goes there go eating disorders you just turn it off you'd you'd be able to do that thing that the mormons want to do in book of mormon and just turn the gay thoughts off (laughs) you'd be able to do that i'm not advocating it Mm. i'm not saying that people should just turn their gay thoughts off um but there are some things that genuinely do cause pain
0: but then on on the other side of things this could be quite unhealthy because oh, if yeah, everyone t- be turns off senses which are unpleasant to them, or like memories which are unpleasant to them, mm-hmm. then, well, first of all, you'd be having conversations with people and they just like have no idea what you're talking about. The idea of reality would be Editable. much more loosened than it is now, because yeah. people don't remember and you're like, well, did I actually witness this? Yeah, that is true. Memories, that's a problem. Um, so unless you've got, like, you know, a camera and you've got proof that it happened, then mm-hmm. you can't access that and you can't contact people and basically it would be people going around in denial about everything it
1: becomes a bit like that episode of black mirror where there's software um oh yeah you know for the child there's like a an app you can get for your kid to protect them it's not censorship for media it's censorship for the real world they have a little brain implant and when something unpleasant happens and they sense the uh you know the stress hormone spike that it just it just blurs out whatever is happening yeah, mm. Like, oh, an angry dog, and it's blurred out. and it's Yeah, that w- it would be that for memories. So you'd be like, yeah, that'd be terrible. Imagine having all your shameful...
0: You'd never become a functional person as a thing, because we have to suffer to grow. Exactly, yeah. And if you don't have memory, then you don't learn. So On this topic, I'd bring up, what if you could control emotions? I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I'm thinking it It might sound like a good thing to have, but it might turn a bit darker. So <laughs> I think it would very quickly... I just, yeah, I just choose to be happy all the time. Would anyone not choose that?
1: Are there emotional sadists? Because I know, like you know, some people experience physical pain and physical pleasure in conjunction. Hmm. Are there people who experience misery and it makes them happy? Is that the concept of catharsis that I'm describing? I, I'm not
0: sure how it was. possibly. I think everyone would be quote happy, but it would be like everyone was on drugs all the time. Yeah, it would. It would certainly be extremely unnatural. Immediately yes. and
1: eternally unnatural. And, like, horrible things would be happening to you, but you'd be happy. There's a whole sequence in uh, one of the later Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books that's like that. Uh, Ford Prefect hacks a, a security robot. He's breaking into a building, and a security robot is hovering around. It's like, no, stop him. But he manages to to wrap it in a towel and wrestle it and, and pop off, like, a service hatch and put a wire, just like a, a <laughs> bent paperclip or whatever, between two nodes, and just short-circuit his, like happiness senses or whatever basically Mm -hmm. and that's it any input it receives it is happy about now so you know the building is being destroyed like they're about to die they jump out of a window and it's just it's happy about everything
0: (laughs) yeah no one would do anything would they because they'd always be happy whatever they were doing there'd be no more progress because everyone's happy yeah just perfectly satisfied you'd be like people on heroin basically
1: all they want to do is lie around and enjoy the high
0: but you'd never, you'd never lose the hype. You know what?
1: This, I think we're to, this is getting way deeper than <laughs> we intended Because now <laughs> we're talking about the nature of happiness. <laughs> is physical <laughs> bliss sufficient? I don't think it is. I also don't think it's sustainable. I strongly suspect that the mind just is not built to contain. Because conti- you, you build a tolerance to heroin, right? The, yeah. Literally, the neurotransmitters are no longer absorbed at the same rate or something. It's like a mm, physical people, chemical reason. People would
0: overdose on happiness. Yeah.
1: Or your brain would just be like, no, you can't. That's the wrong... You know, maybe you can have contentment. Yeah. But that kind of Zen, like Buddhist contentment, that doesn't mean you never want to do anything. It right. just means you're kind of... You are chill with everything.
0: Hmm. Or maybe your brain is like, right, okay, you're being happy all the time. I'm not having that. If you can control your emotions, you have to like... Uh, there's a quota and you have to fill it here we go okay you can be happy for for three months of the year but then you got to spend two months being sad i was thinking like a cooldown timer so like you get to be happy for like
1: 10 minutes out of every hour or something maybe that's a ratio i don't know i don't know how happy most people are i'll be honest (laughs) i might be working on some bad data but uh i like the idea of accumulating it like like holiday allowance every year it resets you gotta just apportion it carefully that's, that's kind of what work is isn't it yeah
0: you're miserable. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely miserable, Monday through Friday. You save up your happiness in, in the form of holiday. Yeah, and that's it. That's the, the, your bonus. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. And you could, you'd could be able to tell what kind of person a person was based on how they approached this. Mm, Some people yeah. would plan ahead. Some people would be like, listen, I'm going to get all of my misery out of the way. You know, just right after after Christmas. I'm going to Christmas,
0: New Year's, and then... It's the new eating your your dinner do you eat your vegetables first? Or do you go straight for dessert? Right. Now, to be fair, most adults have kind
1: of got that figured out. I would argue. There's not that many people who are willingly... Because people see the reasoning, you know? It's the it's the classic thing where kids are like, I'm going to have donuts for dinner every day when I grow up. No one will be able to tell me what to do. And then you become a grown-up and you're like, I like donuts, but actually, that sounds awful. I don't want to have donuts yeah. for dinner. You know? Why would you ever? And then we strive for some kind of balance. Would we, in this scenario, or would the allure of just being happy for three months straight be too much to
0: resist and everyone would just instantly do that i think for some people it would but i think most people would be a bit more conservative yeah anyone who's who's slightly forward thinking would be like oh wait no because after that i'll be either miserable or confused or <laughs> um angry <laughs> or afraid <laughs> or the you rest have a of quote of all of them it's not just happy sad no 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 i like that okay so you have to be so crazy I... <laughs> for like yeah. five days or whatever yeah and then like surprised for an entire day. Does everyone get this
1: <laughs> just surprise for the whole day?
0: Yeah, you walk around, going, whoa! Oh my god, a dog! That's so good. If I could choose my emotions, I might just choose to be surprised for the entire year, if that was possible. It's actually great. quite a
1: good one, yeah. It'd be so fun. Not not like a fearful
0: surprise, just like a ha! Huh, wow! Yeah, that's cool. Is there an emotion? Is that just surprise? I don't think there's a distinction in the English language between good surprise and bad surprise no i think yeah so
1: that that surprise mixed with a with a sort of a positive flavor would you be able to mix them like i guess you'd have to the emotion is very nuanced
0: yeah you'd have lots of little sort of bars and in the morning you'd set them to a certain level right on your your phone app
1: or whatever yeah
0: everyone's got an app and they did it this is again another sounds like another black mirror episode 100 percent. does everyone have the same um
1: quotas is my question Oh, okay. You know, because some people are predisposed for contentment. I hate them so much. These people who are like just naturally <laughs> okay with things, you know? <laughs> and then some people are predisposed for misery. And some people are... Some people feel queasy a lot more often than others, you know, just on a biological level. Right, yeah. So what do you do? And same question for, for pain. Like, I'm sure that's something that people would turn off
0: a Oh, lot. yeah, definitely.
1: The sensation of pain. And that's a dangerous one. But we have different pain thresholds. We also have different... Like emotional thresholds. So now, if you're no longer linking emotions to the direct input, Mm -hmm. then is it just like, okay, on average in your life up until this point, you've been happy approximately a quarter of the time. We're going to give you a quarter of the year happy. You've been surprised this way, you know? Is it just, is it, how is the average done? Individual or uh, (laughs) species-wide? I'm curious.
0: Mm, No, that's a good point. Because you'd be so jealous,
1: wouldn't you? Well, no, only on your jealousy day, to be fair.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you might because it might be a uh, a spiral. You're like, huh? This year I've got way more jealousy than last year. That's not fair. Oh shoot! So it would. Oh my goodness. It would change year to year. You would you would interact
1: fundamentally differently with events because people would still die. There'd be funerals, but this is you have a scheduled happiness week. Hmm. You know? Oh, is this if you have to you have to plan your year in advance? So you're suggesting you wake up in the morning and you're like, today's going to be this kind of day.
0: Yeah. Or are you but suggesting you're thinking,
1: moment to moment? Uh. I don't know. Because they're all different scenarios, because one of them is basically, I think we're describing a sociopath that works <laughs> internally instead of externally, right? Because it, I'm, like, the kind of person who, like, I'm at a funeral, the appropriate facial expression for me to make is one of, like, this, I think this is what sadness looks like, I'm going to project this to the world. But we're talking right. about that inside. Yeah. So, you're, oh, so you're at a funeral, okay, I should use some of my sadness up, you know, so you, you go on the phone and you, you move those sliders, right? Exactly. Or Or, you have to pre-plan, and then that's it. You've got an unexpected funeral. Uh, But it's not a surprise day, so you're not surprised. (laughs) In the middle of jealousy week. Yeah. (laughs) God, (laughs) I I wish it was me. How unfair. (laughs) Grr. But what do you apply it to? Do you apply the jealousy to everything? Or to like yeah, the, the primary input, like, God, that dead guy, I want to be him. Or do you get to pick and choose? You're like, that something about the situation makes me jealous.
0: I guess I'm jealous of ah oh, the people who get to go to the wake. There's a really good meal. Or is it just that you you just have a general feeling of jealousy? You don't know what of. It's really frustrating. It's like an itch.
1: Right. Or like like just sort of general anxiety that isn't tied to anything. Like that's, yeah. that's a common one. But general jealousy not tied to something, that's got to be less common. <laughs> I like that. So maybe they're not all consuming. It's like in the same way that someone with an anxiety disorder experiences too much anxiety at kind of random points, you're not consumingly happy, like heroin overdose happy, but your base state is one of contentment
0: and optimism. Yeah. And you just, it crops up the other day. Moving on to much more biological related ones. So like things which animals actually have. I'm excited. Uh, Endless teeth. (laughs) So... They're so like, um, like oh sharks. Okay, you don't mean endlessly long. Oh, God, no. Oh. because that's like rats, though. They do keep growing their teeth. You that's to, exactly like, what I was going to say.
1: Yeah, rodents, you've got to keep grinding. So you're not talking about teeth that keep growing, because that oh, would no. put dentists out of work
0: to a degree, I think. Oh, I don't think it would, because they, they'd all grow in the wrong direction and stuff. Have you seen people's teeth nowadays? No, but Imagine I've seen if they rodents, were endlessly long. And they're fine. They don't need any dental work. What, what is the problem some, with I've humans? I've seen some rodents which uh, do need some dental work. You worked in, in a lab time. with rats, though. Were these well, weird mutant rats? Hey, no, what, hey, that's unfair. <laughs> is, is it? They were mutants. They were they were lovely. I'm not...
1: There's nothing, like, inherently wrong with mutants. I'm just suggesting it might have something to do with their messed up teeth. No, no, they were normal rats. With, with messed up teeth. Well, yeah, one of them did. Out of... A lot. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, the degree of orthodontics... That goes on in the human population. Maybe we're just obsessed with Hollywood smiles to a degree the rats don't care, but I feel like animals get a better deal when it comes to teeth. So what
0: what kind of endless teeth are you talking about? I'm talking about sharks. So when they lose Mm -hmm. teeth, they have a sort of conveyor belt which shudders forward with new teeth (laughs) growing in. Like in an airport, but instead of suitcases, it's just (laughs) fangs. More teeth, yeah. Yeah, well, that would put dentists out of work, to be fair. Although you might end up with, like, molars at the front of your mouth if it's like a... You've got, your, you've got your default start, mm. which is normal human teeth, but then it sort of repeats as you go further back. So, so they'd be coming from the wisdom teeth end, basically. Yeah, I so they move forward until you have, like... You can tell someone has bat- hasn't been taking care of their teeth because they've got all, all molars at the front. <gasps> That's so good. And it works for sharks because they just have the same tooth everywhere. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Wait, is that how it works? I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe
0: it's from above that they come down. I, I think it is, Andy. I think it's oh, like when
1: it. milk teeth come out and then your new one grows back in that same spot it, like comes in through the jaw. I that would think... make a lot more sense. Because imagine if your teeth just had to shift sideways very slowly. <laughs> you'd be in a constant toothache situation and they'd be weird and wobbly and you'd yeah, have all these know... shifting
0: gaps. I don't know why I thought that. Fact checking Andy from the future here, I'll tell you why you thought that, Andy, from the past, because it was true. Uh, I'm on a website at the moment called sharksavers.org and I'm really up about shark teeth. My eye's been drawn to a little paragraph here. Uh, Let me read it to you. New teeth are continually grown in a groove in the shark's mouth and the skin acts, and I quote here, as a conveyor belt to move the teeth forward into new positions. This is possible because sharks' teeth are not embedded in the jaw, but are attached to the skin, covering the jaw. Thank you very much. It's fine, because I also wonder how sharks work for teeth to keep coming out
1: of their jaws. Because I think I've seen, not a cross-section, but an x-ray of a human skull with the baby teeth still in place. Mm. And they're like, they're messed up. They're in there sideways. They're kind of... You've seen them? They're like loaded in there like, like bullets yeah, yeah. in a poorly organised chamber.
0: Mm.
1: And I don't know where we'd keep... Like where would they be generated from? I don't well, know. Well, I would guess there'd be like a
0: group of cells which would grow them continuously. Yeah.
1: But do we have a big enough jaw? Like sharks are, are tubular. I can picture these teeth starting in the tail and just
0: working their way up. <laughs> that's exactly it. that's how it works.
1: <laughs> but there's no, you know, there's no neck or there's nothing to impede their progress. <laughs> but they're, they're in their gums. They're not coming from their tail. <laughs> All right, you're probably right. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like they have more potent jaws than we do. There's more space in there for for tooth storage. They've definitely got yeah, bigger mouths compared yeah. to their body. Maybe we just we just have these huge chins, but on the plus side, endless teeth. Exactly. And maybe it's all molars, but that's it. You're just super good at chewing. Oh, no, molars, <laughs> you know, grinding stuff down, Don't no biting. I'm sorry. Yeah. No steak for you. Nope. It's all, I don't know, what like what are you primed for? The cud, I guess. You get, uh, yeah, carrots, No not yeah, it's crunch like, them, It's no,
0: fine. No, because you need to, like, cut into a carrot, don't you?
1: It's true. You'd have to Maybe kind of just, just like...
0: macerate everything. <laughs> yeah, like, lots of soft food.
1: Macerate, masticate, both. Yeah, mm. mashed potatoes, anything mashed. Smoothies, you'd be fine. Or, you yeah. know, just knock all your teeth out <laughs> for some more insights <laughs> to come along.
0: <laughs> good circus trick.
1: It's good, though, because, yeah, it's rubbish that we only get the one set after our milk teeth. What the heck? Yeah. You're like, oh, I got tooth decay knock that one out
0: yeah <laughs> boom. Again. i
1: don't want to deal with that and you, you'd get a lot more sort of backstreet dentistry i think because oh
0: think of all the doors slamming pulling entire molars out oh, oh i don't like this boy. now
1: is that a real thing it's not just in the cartoons
0: i know people i've definitely heard stories of people doing that outstanding i love it
1: well listen now i'm sold on just like replaceable body parts all yeah. over right like you know you you Fingers and whatever. Just... Uh, like a
0: salamander can regenerate its tail.
1: Right, and I, I gather if you tear a starfish apart, like, for whatever twisted reason, <laughs> you pull a limb off a starfish, you get two starfish. The limb turns uh, into a new one, and the old one regrows a limb.
0: Quite possibly. That's At least one of them survives.
1: My under- I think maybe you need, like, the right bit, but I, I think you can You can discretize a starfish into quite a few chunks that will then go on to make new stuff what was that
0: word discretize
1: discretize to render discrete. i may be is
0: that uh, a real word you should save that for weird (laughs) words
1: (laughs) is that what our segment is called we need a better name than that we do (laughs)
0: um i don't know i'm gonna look it up Mm. on other on the topic of other animal abilities Mm. some animals and indeed babies have a certain amount of a thing called brown fat it's a real word okay represent or
1: approximate a quantity or series using a discrete quantity or quantities. I don't think it means the thing I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It kind of does. Mm, Yeah, to represent a continuous uh, thing as something... uh... Anyway, it's fine. Carry on. Sorry, I think it's a maths term. (laughs) (laughs) It's not important.
0: So, yeah, some animals like bats, I think, uh, and also babies, um, have a thing called brown fat, which... Basically uh. burns energy to uh, create heat. So using this, if adults had that, you could theoretically activate it all the time. You'd be boiling, but you could just lose weight when you wanted to. Oh my god, double advantage. So you could just wander out in a t-shirt in the snow? Yeah, and just burn loads of brown fat if, you, if you're if you like large enough and you have enough brown fat.
1: Now, we better also have the ability to shut off those um, anorexia-inducing... Neuroses, as well, because oh, otherwise God. that oh, is a recipe no, for absolute disaster. Oh no. But as- assuming, you know, that one is of sound mind and able to control this, mm. that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. Although it would sort of create an irresponsible, like, you know, I can just gorge whatever I want and be a complete pig, and then just burn it all off, and it's fine.
1: Yeah, and you know that, like, there's all kinds of other reasons why you shouldn't just eat donuts for every meal, I'm sure, yeah. like, nutritionally speaking, but the one people get hung up on is visible fat deposits, and they'd be like, get rid of those, it's no problem, and, you know, all the all the gossip mags would just be full of, like, miraculous transformations. Yeah,
0: and... yeah, if there was, you know, if you look at a thin person who eats horribly, there's not, there's not that reaction. Yeah. Because they just, oh, that's thin, it's fine. Exactly,
1: yeah, I know, tragic, isn't it? Like, you could be incredibly, like, malnourished on, like, a vitamin level or whatever. You could You could eat one McDonald's hamburger per day and still look skinny and fine. And then I don't, you know what annoys me is I don't know what's wrong with that. I'm convinced something is wrong with it. With what? With just eating... You know, like, okay, you need this many calories per day and eating McDonald's is usually bad because it's crazy high calorie for what it is. Like, to eat enough McDonald's... I hate McDonald's so much. I'm vegetarian. (laughs) Why am I talking about McDonald's? (laughs) But whatever. McDonald's is the example of bad food. Uh, Or ice cream, right? You need this many calories per day. Just have them all in ice cream. Normally, you avoid ice cream because it's super calorie dense. You need a lot of ice cream to feel full and satisfied. It's more efficient to, you know, go down another route. But say... You say you don't have much of an appetite, or say you are able to turn appetite off, and you just figure out, you know, one tub of ha- haagen or Ben & Jerry's or whatever is my calorie allotment for the day, Well and I'm done. <laughs> I won't starve. It's fine. Yeah, and I don't you... know what the problem is with it. I don't know enough because, about nutrition.
0: Because you don't get all your essential nutrients from haagen <laughs> Like, food isn't just calories. You get, like, protein, vitamins, minerals... Uh, like, fibre. You'd yes. have horrible, horrible... Poems, oh, yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> you would for ice cream, it's true. Um, And, yeah, you'd be horribly malnourished. All you, your hair would fall out because you hadn't eaten any vitamin C. Your gums would bleed. Would all of these things happen? Your eyesight would go, yes, because you weren't eating anything healthy. Okay,
1: but maybe ice cream is an extreme example. What I wonder is, because I... Like, I and I'm a healthy eater, right? Like, almost compulsively. I, you yeah. know, I'm not a crazy healthy eater in practice, maybe, but in theory, like in my heart, I feel that I should be eating healthy. So I'm, I'm sort of, I'm asking for a friend, as it were. I'm playing devil's advocate, because but I you... feel like I do it for religious reasons, almost. Not literally religious, but what? like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's the right thing to eat a certain number of vegetables, yeah. right? Like a certain quotient of vegetables, that's just something I feel like is right. But I could not actually justify it.
0: But... You know that the food pyramid is not just ice cream there's, there's <laughs> not one big triangle which says this is what you need to survive I know, ice but, cream but that's like dogma that's
1: like um you know just that the commandment says you have to not you know boil a goat in its mother's milk or whatever and so we don't do that the tribe doesn't do yeah, that but it's the a Bible bad thing. did not say you must eat five fruit and vegetables a day no but the the people with authority in lab coats said and uh, we believe them without knowing why
0: well. Okay, Adriana, I invite you to do an experiment where you eat nothing but ice cream, and when you inevitably are bleeding from your mouth, <laughs> and everywhere else, I'll say, Ha ha! That's the thing
1: I'm curious about. I believe that bad things would happen, but I don't know what they would be. I don't think a diet of ice cream would cause you to bleed from everywhere. Well, it would eventually. Would it? Is well, that what well, would you... happen?
0: Hemorrhaging? Well, you bleed from, like, your gums, because you get scurvy.
1: Okay, yeah, scurvy is a real
0: one. Um... You know
1: what? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all I need to pacify this... Weird devil on my shoulder.
0: I, I learned all about all sorts of uh, vitamin deficiencies in, in my degree in first year. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, fair enough. Then I guess you're well-primed. I haven't heard
1: about vitamin deficiencies since I was like 15, and I guess they stopped seeming real to me. How coddled <laughs> do I am in my in my first world <laughs> existence to not have to worry about getting scurvy? Why doesn't everyone just eat ice cream all the time? <laughs> Why indeed? Well, I mainly ask because I think as sort of a friend of a friend scenario... Um, but someone who was sort of, like, proud of themselves because they figured out how many calories is in, like, a Big Mac and chips, and they ate one every day, but then they didn't eat much beside that. It would be, like, a Big Mac and chips and then a couple of salads or something, and that's their calorie level for the day, and they're like, yeah, but I'm fine, <laughs> you know, because that's it. Like, I don't I do not do it enough to get fat, so what's the problem? <laughs> And I just got internally furious, because I'm like, I know there is a problem, I feel it, you need those vegetables, but I don't know why. Well, well, now you know. But what if you eat a Big Mac and take a multivitamin, man? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of um, irate nutritionists, or whatever. A lot. To this. That's
0: almost all of our yeah. audience's irate nutritionists. <laughs> I think so. They're already irate when they start listening, so this just sends them over the edge. They've got their quota on for anger this month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine your anger month. That would be, that would be like, you know, all the, you know, the PMS stereotypes, but like if they were real and applied across the board. Oh God. Yeah. That's it. You have, you know, 12, it's not 12 days. I don't know. However many days it's meant to be, mm. like times monthly. That's it. Everyone gets that male, female. You've got two weeks of just
0: being irritable. Maybe you'd have like a sort of national holiday where everyone has to get rid of their like worst emotions for the year. The purge. Yeah essentially.
1: You're, you're describing the purge, right?
0: Well, yeah, but but privately, not like going out onto the streets
1: and killing everyone. Oh, we're not all absorbed from the consequences. It's yeah. just like, this is national, international, just like <laughs> recede from society and be your worst self day. Yeah, basically. everyone is
0: locked into like their rooms because otherwise you just have arguments all the time. You just hear the screaming, yeah. And you just get rid of it all. You just gotta cleanse. Get your survival
1: kit, get your ice cream. You're gonna need some ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Get your pillow to scream
0: into. Get the your good old ice cream and anger cleanse.
1: <laughs> There'd be so many. Okay, but the problem is, a day is not going to be enough to shift all your sadness or whatever. Furiously you
0: know? demolishing a tub of ice cream.
1: <laughs> Girl, I'm so angry. Yeah, I feel like the least socially. The least socially acceptable ones, um, and again, this comes down to a question of quotas, because some people have like a homicidal rage quota that is way above other people. But yeah, some people will kill out of passion, you know, and some, a few people never kill a man in their lives, (laughs) you know, some people manage that, so presumably they experience less rage than the rest of (laughs) us. Yeah. I'm just saying, some people would have a lot more anger to work out than others. So maybe that would lead to like some real issues, you know. There'd be it would be like people who who fume at people on Facebook going through the fad diets or whatever, you know, and and all congratulating each other and being supportive and and you know backslapping and high fiving because they they managed to lose two pounds by doing this, you know, kale cleanse or whatever. Mm. And then the person who has like a legitimate struggle with their appetite and really you know cannot keep the pounds off, and they're just furious at all these posers doing their fad diets, and they really you know that's your uh that's your person with anger issues right there everyone's having their purge day and then they take a month off work (laughs) they're they're just a wreck but that would that would create a you know a healthier society it would certainly create a more efficient one i think in some ways like yeah maybe not healthier i don't think healthier at all no No. i think like the very (laughs) essence of of (laughs) mental and emotional health might be the opposite of this Andy, we've gotten too deep, we've gotten too philosophical, and uh, I want to bring this back to Endless Teeth for a minute. Fine, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a phrase you used that I liked, and we mentioned how rodents have to always be chewing in order to grind down their teeth at the right rate, because they just keep on growing. Mm -hmm. And I I had a weird thought. Um, You're familiar with Game of Thrones. I am. This is is a game you've heard of.
0: (laughs) The television show, yes.
1: Or the books, I mean, whatever. Oh, true. The, Do- the, the, the Dothraki appear in both. You, you know the Dothraki?
0: Yeah, they're like, uh, they're, they're basically the Mongols um, with, with, yeah, longer hair.
1: Right, longer hair, exactly. And uh, their point is that they grow their hair out, um, and they have these very manly sort of ponytails and braids, um, and they grow it out until they are defeated in battle, at which point they chop it all off. Mm. So you can tell a warlord's prowess... Based on the length of his hair. Yeah. Right? And we have that Carl um, Drogo, undefeated, has a super long braid and it makes him super, super badass. Um, so, endless hair, endless teeth. I'm curious again, like taking it back to kind of the base <laughs> biology of a human being uh-huh. and just tweaking a little bit. I like the idea of, of hair demonstrating your level of achievement. Right. Because I feel like our current setup is not great. Some people are beautiful, right? Uh-huh. And, but they didn't earn that, necessarily. Okay. You know, that's just how they... That's the bone structure. It's whatever. It's genetic. And, you know, some people get very good at makeup, and then they have a kind of beauty that is, like, you know, some people would say illusory, other people would say the product of skill. It's, it's a different ballpark. But I like the idea of your actual biology representing achievements, in your life so you don't you don't have to get a tattoo to be like oh this is the one i got when i i don't know do people get tattoos for achievements so i just invented so, some thing? people
0: do yeah sure it's like people when they you know. graduate university i don't know
1: do they do that no a mortarboard they no probably one does don't that.
0: <laughs> i tell you what they
1: get one when they kill a guy in prison <laughs> yeah, that's, <here. laughs> that's an achievement right <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a Batman villain or someone, you probably get like tallies done. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that's artificial. I, I want a natural and the example in my head was what if your eyelashes <laughs> kept growing longer? Uh until you cried and then the first time you weep, um they just they just wash away in the flood of tears.
0: So this is and that's it. <laughs> so this is in a sort of um showing your your manliness kind of way.
1: Yeah, real caveman logic, right? Because yeah.
0: crying is failure in this setup.
1: <laughs> God knows, it's the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Look, maybe it isn't, isn't even a mark of achievement. I, I I feel like it would be for the Dothraki, right? Mm. Um, the, the man who who. Because a truly wise tactician would accept that you lose some fights, perhaps, right? You lose the battle, but not the war or something. But the Dothraki don't think that way. A fight is a very simple thing. You always want to be the victor if you lose your hair's cut and you're shame. And I feel like they don't want their warlords crying. So a dude with super long eyelashes, you would know (laughs) that he is made of strange stuff. And how good is that image, right? A warlord, super long, luxurious hair, uh, long eyelashes, just so long that he cannot see, <laughs> really flapping, quite like, <laughs> like bird wings. <laughs> Every blink and effort. Yeah, but he's but he's that strong, right? He's 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 got incredible pecs and super strong eyelids. It's like a peacock's tail thing. It's my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Biologist. Mm. That um, peacocks evolved long tails because it's a demonstration of dominance because they are useless. And they actively impede survival.
0: Yeah, exactly. So being able to survive with this enormous, horrible, really obvious tale uh, is, is a sign that you're quite good. <laughs> you, you have to be. You've got to be good at running from predators.
1: That's basically all it proves, though, which is kind of weird to me. It's kind of the way... Um, you know the way pickup artists and things, they'll... Um, have you heard the term pe- peacocking for pickup artists? Not really. Okay, well... <laughs> it's like um, the guy in the bar who's wearing uh, an obviously goofy hat. Right. Right? Not like a hat and you're like, the guy looks quite cool, but like a hat that is like too garish or right. like a jacket or a, a stupid t-shirt or he's wearing sunglasses indoors. Something that you'd makes him stand out, but not in a good way, but in a way that demonstrates that his force of personality is such that he can pull it off. I feel like that's a very fine line. Well that's the thing and a lot of people have a lot of disrespect for pickup artists because they're like who are these douchebags? <laughs> they think what women want is a guy who wears sunglasses indoors and prides himself on, you know, his frosted mutton chops or whatever the heck. <laughs> um, you know, they're just the tools. It's the guy, you know, performing magic tricks at the bar and trying to impress ladies. Mm um and really all they're demonstrating is that they have been good enough at like running away from from bullies from like (laughs) from from respect of the opposite sex from from self-respect potentially from i don't know look i'm
0: really uncool and i'm still here
1: (laughs) yeah i'm in a bar exactly i made it i'm piling a lot of hate on pickup artists maybe some of them are lovely people i don't know i feel like the whole concept is i feel like it's a grim. pretty
0: atrocious concept
1: yeah it kind of is i don't know i don't know anyway point is peacocks i feel like that's all they're doing they're demonstrating that they're really good at running away from better animals if the peahen
0: stopped and thought about it for a minute they'd be like why don't i date that fox and then they'd get yeah. eaten immediately <laughs>
1: um some people
0: <laughs> follow that actual well, yeah, logic i true. think and it's yeah. not good with <laughs> the crying good. thing though what? <laughs> mm. suddenly i think there'll be a lot of kind of subtle effects in society like no one would want to cut onions no man if this is like let's say this is a manly thing and you gotta it's just a thing like muscles it shows that you're attractive
1: right like it serves no function in modern society you don't need to be buff unless you actually have a physical yeah.
0: trade but it's more attractive, so you just yeah exactly. So like cutting onions immediately, woman's work right off the bat. Well yeah, there's no way un- unless unless you wear like special goggles, but then your your eyelashes all get like caught up and they're like it's really like unpleasant.
1: Oh that's right, because you've got to preserve these pristine. I like the idea of incredibly manly men, the kind who are like, well I'm not
0: cutting those onions, you know, while blinking um, <laughs> their like 15 got... centimeter eyelashes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good image. <laughs> I like that. Everyone looks a bit like a drag queen, really.
1: Yeah, but without the eyeshadow and everything else, just yeah, like, un- a really intense mascara, fake eyelashes, <laughs> but none of the rest of it. Just really masculine, like calloused hands and and, and hairy chest and everything. But just incredibly he- chest hair <laughs> would that just keep on going unless oh god unless you stop working out. <laughs> like if if you skip leg day. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm thinking of Gaston, basically, in this scenario, having to maintain a load of absurd body parts. Um, all
0: hair-related so far, but I guess... Yeah, and what you choose to focus on, bit your eyelashes or your chest hair, shows what kind of a person you are. Which is sort of already true. Mm. Um, if
1: you choose to wear mascara as a guy, that is a choice, you know, that says something about you. And if you choose to wear super low-cut shirts and perhaps a big gold medallion that accentuates your chest hair, then that says something else, and...
0: Yeah. But you get like societal kind of impressions. So like you see a muscular guy, you immediately assume certain things about him Mm -hmm. just because he's muscular. Or you see a woman who's very skinny um, and you assume certain things. With this, you'd assume things based on people's like eyelashes. So (laughs) what if you're just a guy who doesn't cry much? You're not trying to grow your eyelashes. That's true. You're very sensitive, actually, but you just don't cry much. People would assume things about you. You might actually have your eyelashes trimmed because you're embarrassed to be branded as something that you're not. Right, you'd feel...
1: Like, if you were naturally super muscular, people might assume you were a gym bro
0: and you don't want to be thought of as a gym bro. Or even if you, you know, you like going to the gym to get muscular, but you're not, like, out there. You're not the stereotypical sort of gym guy, which I don't know how many guys actually are, but... I don't know. know. No, I don't know either. What about fake eyelashes. Because they would suddenly become hugely popular, surely. Right, huge ones, to
1: simulate... Like a wig. Like, uh, guys now are ashamed of going bald, and they might use a toupee to cover that. But on the other hand, now there's a kind of owning it and shaving your hair off trend.
0: Then again, maybe if there's this divide between, you know, manly men, and then there's increasingly this thing about men expressing expressing emotion and that being healthy. The, the whole
1: metrosexual trend as well. Yeah. yeah, you might
0: get this divide in sensibilities where you can tell where someone falls on this argument because lots of middle class, generally left wing men yeah. would suddenly
1: white collar go for
0: yeah go for um, having no eyelashes at all. That would be the trend because yeah. it shows that they're very emotional. And again, the pickup artist might play on this. they might make themselves cry so that they appear more sensitive. I can picture a sequence whereby they go into a bar with long eyelashes and then but they're fake and at
1: some point during the night they remove them or they make themselves cry with an onion they've got in their pocket or something <laughs> and it's all part of like a ruse for for the for the you know the the targets to see how deep down they they have a rugged masculinity that is like inherently attractive. Um, but then actually they've got a sensitive side as well and you know what are oh, they you know they're not afraid to show it or you know
0: yeah you're like the first person to make a man cry it's a big moment right yeah my eyelashes like fall off <laughs>
1: oh my goodness imagine if that became a whole new because like society has a b in its bonnet about virginity mm, that's the new virginity is, is he's never <laughs> cried before
0: and you're the first woman to make him cry
1: that's a tricky one because i feel would we have like a, a you know, baby eyelashes. And then they are just, like at the age of 12 or something, like baby teeth, you get your oh. adult ones. Because everybody cries at some age, you know? The madliest of men was a babe in arms once. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm also curious, to be honest, about the, the other side of the coin. We can only really speak about them, the male perspective and only our narrow like wavelength of that. Um, but I wonder how it would be for women, because it's much more socially encouraged for women to cry as a rule. Mm. So would it be considered insensitive to have eyelashes beyond a certain length would it be considered freakish or would there be just a kind of acceptance thing like you know they are what length they are i don't know Mm, i don't know i think historically (laughs) humans generally perhaps women in particular i'm not sure i think they get a harder time of it in the media certainly you know the gossip mag deal and the who wore it better trend and all the rest of it people are not great at just accepting other people for who they are
0: yeah there'd be a lot of things in the in the gossip magazines about how long someone's eyelashes are it's like she's just been through a breakup and her eyelashes are really long she must not care about this person oh my god yes instantly
1: there'd be that and you know it would it would boil down to every everything every like because i'm sure they do that now like oscar coverage where they're trying to catch snatches of uh you know snapshots of such and such actress looking really gutted because her <laughs> film wasn't nominated
0: yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just imagining like going back to funerals, but the aftermath of the funeral where there's just a janitor with a broom, just sweeping. It, right.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Like fronds, like all like these, all these eyelashes on the everywhere ground. on
0: the floor. Any sad situation <laughs> or any comedy gig where it's really funny. <laughs> right. People crying with laughter. That's how you
1: know you've really made it as a comedian is when the eyelashes start popping out. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be too subtle to see under the lights, I guess. <laughs> That's a you don't even know after you're set. Yeah, you'd, go, you'd the, go crawling around
0: between this, <laughs> this this thick layer of uh,
1: of hair. I like. I wish we'd. Part of me wishes we'd had ideas for other weird bodily extrusions, but I also just like eyelashes being the one indicator. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. They used to do it with fingernails, right? The aristocracy, like the longer. I think it was the Asian aristocracy back in um, mm. feudal Japan, because it shows you you have time to work because you were so. Thing. Wealthy. How could you possibly maintain these crazy, crazy impractical hands? And people have it these days with those fake nails that you just cannot get anything done. Oh, I, yeah. I always think it's nuts when I see someone trying to use a smartphone and they've got these well, huge You have to, nails. like, approach
0: it sideways, don't you? You like, do. Like, the
1: flat of your finger. Which is possible, but just seems like hassle. How do you type on a touch... That's screen. the thing. You've got to hit quite a small target and you can't see what you're doing if your nail is obscuring half the screen. Yeah. And I'm like, is it worth it? I don't know. Any listeners with, uh, you know, a propensity for huge fake nails, enlighten me because I don't think I can <laughs> handle it. I'd go nuts. <laughs> nuts might be a nu- No, <laughs> listen, different route.
0: Nope. What about acne? <laughs> <laughs> acne is a
1: good like facial indicator of something, I think. And it's something with already quite a lot of stigma attached to it. It does. <laughs> the more recently you've played Dungeons & Dragons, the more I you have. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Or... That, yeah, that could just kill off things. If it's, like, something pleasant, which which everyone had previously liked to do, but suddenly has awful <laughs> physical consequences
1: right so like right now you have to deal
0: with the fact that you want
1: you want the donuts but you'll get fat right but it's not like an easy one-to-one it's not like you eat a donut and suddenly you're fat <laughs> yeah like you broke a streak and now that's it repercussion now you've got to build up again yeah everything will be like these these duolingo streaks or whatever you have to maintain <laughs> can't cry can't you know not even can't cry at my brother's funeral because i just managed to get these past 20 centimeters and I'm finally cool <laughs>
0: My and new if, girlfriend really likes them and I gotta maintain it.
1: Yeah, and if I do any manual labour at all, my fingernails will come off like the instant <laughs> I try and type on my iPhone something. And this if I, <laughs> this clear skin will disappear the minute I enjoy anything
0: remotely nerdy. If I get nervous about anything, my arm will fall off and a new baby <laughs> one will grow. Oh, because of the lizard instinct? I like the idea that these are all
1: evolutionary holdovers from Oh when, yeah, when you're yeah. when you get scared. If someone makes you jump. Yeah, <laughs> you and that's it. Just part of you. Off. like in Finding Nemo, I think they they have the little octopus girl, and she you're know, like, oh, you guys made me ink. They, they spook her, and she just squirts reflexively. Yeah, we'd be full of things like that. Just I really love the image really of someone going, oh, he's scared, me and his arms both fall off onto the floor. <laughs> Chunk. That'd be so bad in many scenarios. Yeah, you'd have to break a lot of news really gently. We already have this because you don't want to spook someone who's using, like, a drill. You have to be a bit careful, even if something really urgent is happening. Like, your your tie is caught in the uh, the factory machine. You need to alert people to the fact that they're all operating dangerous power tools. You have to very carefully tread that line. Uh, it's that, but all the time. You cannot throw anyone a surprise party because the instant you shout surprise, they can't pick up any canopies. <laughs> You have to wait three hours for the arms to be in any... I don't know how long new arms take to regenerate, to be fair, in this scenario.
0: There's a certain, like... um, There are a certain number of people who just are surprised really easily, like by sneezes.
1: Yes, um, certainly on your surprise day, you just have to deal. (laughs) There's no more limbs, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) continuously popping off.
0: But yeah, every sneeze would would be a new set of arms. Other people's sneezes or your own? Other people's, because you you realise, unless
1: you sneeze and your arms fly off... (laughs) That's a good one. The longer your arms are, the longer it's been since you last sneezed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you do sneeze, they fire in straight ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> like a mech power attack or something. Like, like a torpedo or, just... or something.
1: Yeah, they just fire off.
0: What if it wasn't like a, a sharp cut off? Like, my arms are growing and now they fall off. Or my eyelashes are growing and now they fall off. What if it was like, graded? So they grow or shrink depending on certain factors.
1: Oh god, that just adds so much... I'm already stressed out just at the thought of this. So it's I'm, like, maybe it's like a so real... Stressed.
0: It's a real display of your current either emotional state or other physical states that you're in. So it's like, how long it's been since you washed your hands or had a Oh, some shower. people
1: need that. The yeah. hands thing. Like, if you leave the toilet and your hands are glowing green or something,
0: <laughs> then no. The brighter <laughs> the green, the more you need to wash them.
1: Yeah. Imagine walking into a job interview and just all of your credentials are displayed on your body in some form. And I don't mean you had your CV tattooed onto you, although that's also kind of a fun idea. So you can't you can't lie in any way. Well, it's just, you know, it's like, um you can't go into a job interview now and be like... Yep, I'm a you know I just graduated and they're like so you are 67. <laughs> we can tell this by your grey hair and everything. Were you a mature student perhaps? And you're like no. <laughs> when <Weren't> they <straight laughs> to you know what I mean. There's already some lies you cannot tell even if you
0: think they might get you the job. Um, it would be like that for everything. That you'd yep. be. Like, <laughs> I'm a virtuoso piano player. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> give me five years. <laughs> I like oh, to of that being. I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what job interview is this for? Because I don't think pianists interview the same it's, way that it's office for virtuoso piano players. That's who it's for. The, the, the virtuoso department is short a piano player.
0: It's part of human resources,
1: <laughs> right? Obviously, keeps yeah, up yeah, yeah. morale. To be fair, I, I think what you're describing is an audition where you have to literally do the thing and then well, decide yes. how good you are. Right. Whereas a job interview, you go in and you sort of try and artfully describe the things that you think they want you to be good at but you know it's some kind of job interview where they <laughs> i don't know why they'd be worried about the frequency with which you cry <laughs> uh, what would you need to display like for the working world things like the last time you gave up um you just you know you lost some like you got some skin discoloration or something. the last
0: time you performed well in a team and individually <laughs> the two separate competing characteristics you've got like two options to everything you can be like i'm gonna work really hard and study for maths this year or you're like i'm gonna hit the gym and do some pec exercises and then i'll be good at math
1: that was the hypotheticals
0: podcast feel free to follow us on twitter at hypotheticals that's hypotheticals without the r follow me individually at rain tortoise that's rain like the weather phenomenon and tortoise like the animal and you can follow me at mr howl that's m-r-h-o-w-l
1: if you've enjoyed this please do leave us a review on itunes because it really helps and we'll see you next time bye